feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. Well, I thought I had seen it all, and clearly... President Trump is a threat to the Democrats. So tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to talk about that and what this all means. Because to me, the timing of what's going on right now is clearly, clearly political. I mean, look at this. Tomorrow, we are going to hear from very, very credible whistleblowers And we're expected to hear from a number of different ones. The IRS whistleblowers in particular, of course, Gary Shapley, who has come out already. And then there's the other whistleblower, Whistleblower X, who also is a credible IRS whistleblower. So here we are. We're hours away. We're going to hear from these whistleblowers who will testify before Congress about what they say was clearly special treatment for Hunter Biden and how there was a lot of big money that they were basically not allowed to look into. Now we have an FBI agent who is corroborating part of their testimony about the special treatment for Hunter Biden. And wow, surprise, surprise, surprise. Yet it looks like another potential arrest and indictment for former President Trump. I mean, are you looking at the timing of all of this? It, to me, is so transparent. It is so distasteful. And it's also so un-American. We are in a country where everyone is supposed to be treated equally. You've impeached the president, the former one, twice. Now you're going to try to arrest and indict him for a third time. And that, of course, comes as President Trump says he got this target letter, basically told he has four days to reply if he plans on testifying before the grand jury in D.C., all of this tied to January 6th. To me, this is like throwing darts. It's like, okay, let's throw this first one. Well, this one didn't really work. He seems to be going up in the polls. Let's try another one. That didn't knock him out. Now let's try another one. The pylon factor to me is just so over the top. It is so ridiculous. You have the state case, of course, with Alvin Bragg. Now you have the federal case on classified documents. And now it looks like yet another federal charge is right around the corner. This one tried uh, tied to January 6th. Come on. Special counsel Jack Smith and American Justice, you can do better. This to me is like, we look like a bunch of fools to the rest of the world. We look like such a banana republic that over and over again, you're going to keep trying to knock out what looks to be an effort to knock out your political opponent. And President Trump, he's just like, okay, this is another one. He's wearing it like a badge of honor because it's almost like, okay, well, uh, what week is it? Oh, okay. Another month, another indictment. This looks like it's going to be the third indictment in as many months. At what point did the Democrats say, you know what, we really look stupid. We're really damaging the republic. We're really going over the top. And again, it comes 
right before the IRS whistleblowers are expect to unleash what is going to be really damning testimony. And again, these are credible IRS whistleblowers. They're not just somebody they pull off the street. These are people with good reputations. They have been at the IRS. One of them is going to come out publicly for the very first time. So, I mean, all of this just looks really bad and it smells really bad and it just looks more than coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. All of a sudden you go, wait a minute, bad news for the Biden family. Well, maybe we can distract and do another charge or do something to kind of ruffle things and steal the headlines and deflect. This makes us look stupid and it makes the country look bad. And it just is such a black eye to American justice that now you have the Justice Department, what really looks like they are weaponizing and going after the former president yet again. Enough. Enough. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Joe, line three. Joe, your thoughts about this. This is uh, completely disgusting. Rita, my love, this is completely out of control. It's just it's just so Nazi-ish and fascist and communist. They, they are prostituting the greatest government in the world in order to look. Trump is no altar boy, but he's not as, as sleazy as this uh, stinking Biden and Harris. What they're doing to him is just it's such a it's extortion. Drop out of the race or we will wipe you off the face of the earth. It's just disgusting. And it's an abuse of power, Rita. And this is the most un-American thing, just McCarthyism. It's cruel and it's evil. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know what? You know what? You are exactly right because that's what their intention is. Like you just said, their intention, Joe, is clearly, okay, let's try to get him out of the race. Let's get him busy because... It looks like he's going to be involved in the first federal case sometime maybe the end of this year, beginning of next year. Then you got the Bragg case that's going to start up, and that'll be probably in spring. This new one, which it looks like you send a target letter, that's what he got on Sunday night, saying he's the target of a criminal investigation tied to January 6th, which means almost inevitably within a matter of days or a matter of weeks, He will be arrested and indicted yet again. It's like par for the course. We've seen this over and over again. Might as well just like re-rack the footage from New York or re-rack the footage from Florida and then just put it again where he has to show up again. I mean, it it is so transparent, like you said, and it just seems so politically charged. And, And that's why I say enough. I mean, it was enough after the first one that they went after him. The Alvin Bragg case was so horrible. And I say thin in the sense that it had such thin facts. It was a weak case. It was a pathetic case. They never would have brought it against anyone else. But Alvin Bragg and the Democrats can't wait to take out Trump. So you got that. Then you go after classified documents. And you're like, wait a minute. Joe Biden happened to have documents Near his beloved Corvette where Hunter was hanging out at the beach house, at the other house, and yet nothing to see there. Don't worry about that. We haven't heard a single word. And then the indictment comes on that against Trump. And now on January 6th, it is like it is nuts. Do we live in a democracy? I I mean, this to me, when I saw the headline, was like, are you kidding me? And then there's also the Georgia case, guys. The Georgia case may be coming up. 
We don't know what's going to happen there, but that was that crazy, loony, kazuni, grand juror. Remember, she looked like Sybil. Her eyes were like spinning around her head. And that was the girl who was laughing. Remember how happy she was to be on TV? It was so weird. So that's the Georgia case still. So there may be yet another one. But the whole plan is just to kind of bog him down so all he can do is appear in court and deal with all the legal strategy and he can campaign. This is like what you do in Russia. This is like what you do in Venezuela. And America deserves better. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Robert. Line five. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. It's good to talk to you. I have to tell you something. I've never seen so much mindlessness. And I'm talking about the Democratic Party, Okay. If you were to ask me, first of all, I I never hated a president like these people hate Trump, okay? But if you were to ask me, why didn't you like Obama? I can point to things that he did. He ruined my health care system. He made it hard for people to make a living because his policies kept the economy. Um, Why don't you like Biden? Well, because he's corrupt. His inflation is hurting families. His um, vaccine mandates put 5 million people out of jobs, okay? There are things that you can point to for reasons why you might not like him, okay? Trump never did a thing to any of these people that hate him mindlessly. I've never seen anything like it. His policies were good for every demographic economically, okay? He did things for the black community that Obama didn't even do, okay? He He never took money from China and Libya, and he didn't do anything. They just see him as a threat to the swamp. And if they can gin up their followers to mindlessly hate him like that, it plainly tells you who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, period. You know what's what's interesting, Robert? You brought up a great point because I think that he's a threat just because he clearly has an enormous base and they don't like it every time they see a rally. And then Joe Biden tries to do a rally and there's like three people on a park bench. You know, Joe Biden can't even stay awake. I mean, today, my goodness, he looked like he was asleep uh, with the president of Israel. It was really pathetic. Uh, so they've got that guy and then they've got a guy who's packing stadiums and they, they are so worried about losing power. And they know, by the way, Robert, that if he gets in, uh, he is absolutely going to, quote, drain the swamp. Uh, yep. And they don't want that. They they want to hold on to their little power at the expense of American values. I mean, yep. that you would actually go after another side. I mean, you think about it, you brought up a great point because it's like, can you imagine hating somebody just so much or being so worried or so threatened by that person that you will do anything, that you'll charge them, you'll drag them through the impeachment, you'll do all these things. Uh, and then you'll keep going like, you know, it's like, OK, let's try this next one. It, you know, it, it is it is so unseemly, Robert. It's just there's something really like I have a pit in my stomach today like that. This is like uh, I mean, I felt the same way when I saw the brag charges. But now mm-hmm. the pylon is like unbelievable. Robert, your thoughts? Well, well, I think that the, the, it's very simple, uh, Rita. Trump's policies were good for America. They hate him because they hate America. That includes Teddy. That includes Stan and the rest of them mindless freaks that can't think for themselves and have had other people tell you hate somebody with every fiber of your being. And they do it. It's sad, but we're going to win in the end. 
You have a great night, Rita. Well, and I still believe in America, but I have lost a lot of faith in a lot of the people, the political leaders that are running some of these leadership positions. Uh, Robert, thank you very, very much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. one 800 8489222 do you agree with robert and me uh that basically trump just poses such an enormous threat that for the first time in history not only do you charge a president once not only do you charge him twice but now he gets a target letter from good old jack smith saying get ready uh basically we're also investigating you and basically charges are probably coming Tied to January 6th. And that's not it. There may be more after that. This is to me, this is like what a ragtag republic does, not America. We're going to take your calls after the break. I'm disgusted. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And by the way, tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, there are rumors that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's marriage may be a little bumpy. This according to our great newsman, Bob Brown. Uh, page six, of course, which was at the New York Post and Radar Online are reporting that the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex are taking time apart to heal and, quote, rebuild their bond. Uh, they've had a little bit of problems of late. Uh, obviously, a lot of problems with them and, of course, with the family overseas on the other side of the pond. Uh, however, there are others who are saying that any speculation of a breakup is untrue. The couple has been together for five years. They've been married for five years. But again, some reports that they are, quote, taking time apart to heal and rebuild their bond. Boy, what a messy relationship they have. Uh, and obviously a lot of mess with everything going on, of course, in merry old England as well. Anyway, we are talking about the mess now that President Trump has been informed that he's the target of yet another special counsel investigation. This is Jack Smith, the same one who is investigating the classified documents. Now he also has told him he is the target, which means that likely criminal charges are probably right around the corner. Basically telling the president he has four days that he can either come before the grand jury this Thursday and state his case and defend himself um, and state why he should not be charged. Usually that is sort of the last phase before charges could be coming. The president, I'm sure, has zero intention of testifying before a grand jury. Uh, first of all, it puts him in extreme jeopardy and he doesn't trust this process whatsoever. And I don't blame him, given the history that we have seen. So the fact that that has happened, and if you look at past prologue, especially with Jack Smith, usually the letter comes, 
and potentially within a week or two or even maybe a few days. It's unclear. This is the D.C. grand jury. There was one in Florida that was impaneled for the classified documents. This one has been looking into January 6th. So the question is, does does he believe that the grand jury is close? Could the grand jury potentially come back uh, and issue, you know, an indictment basically as early as Thursday or Friday or early next week? It could be a little bit later than that, but it could be right away. So we could see a president thrice indicted potentially as early as later this week. This is unbelievable. And the timing of this comes, of course, where tomorrow there is going to be blockbuster testimony that is going to be very damning against the president of the United States and particularly his son, Hunter Biden, and the special treatment that these whistleblowers say took place. And boy, is there a lot of fishy stuff there. Also, James Comer says he's going to unveil a whole bunch about the bank records and also a whole bunch on the timeline of some of these bribery allegations and these money transfers that he says he's able to kind of put together tied to the Biden family. So this could be must-see. I can't wait. The hearing's tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I will definitely be tuning in, and we're definitely going to be talking about it tomorrow. But I just don't believe that there's any surprise that that's about to come tomorrow. It's going to be damning. And anything that the Biden team can do to kind of erase the headlines and Jack Smith going after President Trump when he said peacefully and patriotically. To me, that is so unseemly. That's what he said on January 6th. And he's alleging that he basically caused the insurrection. He caused this. He did that. I want to play. This is what President Trump said on January 6th. And let's play that clip if we could. This is what he said. And if you listen to what he said, why would you be charging him? Take a listen to President Trump. Everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And also, Jared Kushner recently came out and said that President Trump firmly believes that the election was not done appropriately. You can make a whole bunch of cases for it. I, I'm not sure where, you know, everybody has different opinions. Is it, uh, you know, does it have to do with the fact that Mark Zuckerberg had all those drop boxes? Remember, he spent half a billion dollars. You could make the case that the Hunter Biden story was squashed. Now we know the FBI even had a copy of the laptop and they allowed it to go through. What about the 51 intel agents that Joe Biden pretended like he was surprised and talked about it in the debate? All of that could be contributed. And President Trump says, yeah, he doesn't feel it was appropriate. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the show where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a perilous situation, thank goodness, ended without injury in Stamford, Connecticut. First responders rescued a woman from a roof of a three-story home 
recently, and police said they were called to the house for a reported disturbance. When they got there, the homeowner told police that a woman had walked through his front door and began suddenly screaming at him. The homeowner explained that he didn't know the woman and that she was still in the house. What a crazy situation. So officers spotted the woman in the house and then she fled upstairs. While police were setting up a perimeter around the home, they saw that the woman had made her way onto the roof of the three-story house. They said that they kept trying to get her to get off the roof via a balcony, but to no avail. So they called in a hostage negotiation team, also a behavioral health unit and a number of others. And they began making some progress after hours of dialogue on an extremely hot roof. Can you imagine with the temperatures too going on? Officers even used a drone to assess the situation and get awareness to hostage negotiators. Now, around 6.40 p.m., officers and firefighters were able to corral the woman on the roof and took her into custody. Footage shows that a drone showed the woman sitting on the roof while two people scaled the roof, one approaching the woman with a bottle of water. Meanwhile, a group of first responders waiting in a fire truck's bucket behind the woman. The woman stood up as a person tried to hand her a bottle. She then began bending over, and the person held his hands up. A couple of first responders crawled from the bucket towards the woman, grabbed her, and laid her down on the roof before suddenly taking her into custody. Now, uh, the officials there at Stanford Police said, quote, this incident was brought to a successful injury-free conclusion due to the collaborative effort, professionalism, and de-escalation skills displayed by members of our department. Due to the height of the roof and where the woman was positioned, the situation was extremely perilous. They also said thanks to the efforts of the law enforcement and the collaborative efforts of all the others involved, A life was saved, and this incident underscores the incredible commitment and professionalism of all of our first responders. The woman, by the way, was detained. She was taken to Stanford Hospital for evaluation. Uh, Wow, what a wild situation. Can you imagine a woman just shows up at the guy's house, goes to the roof. The next thing you know, the hostage negotiation team is there, and thank goodness the woman is okay, and the homeowner, too, thanks to the great work of law enforcement. Well, we're talking about President Trump now getting a target letter. He announced it today on his Truth social media platform saying that he's gotten another letter now. Basically, it's deja vu all over again. This one coming again from the special counsel, Jack Smith. These are federal charges saying that you are a target of a criminal investigation tied to January 6th. And I want to play again The key line, because this to me really should help President Trump's defense. He has a right to speak and a right to First Amendment, a right to say his views on the situation. And again, let's play cut 16. This is President Trump. What he said on January 6th. Does this sound like someone inciting a mob? Marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And then here he was asked about the January 6th related potential criminal charges, the federal ones that could be coming. He was just asked a little bit ago with Sean Hannity on Fox. Take a listen to what the former president said. 
You have all of these never-ending attacks. Yeah. And you released on Truth Social earlier today that they now, that you are a target of this January 6th grand jury. My, my first question to you is, you, you, it doesn't seem to bother you like I think it would bother so many other people. What, what is it about you that it doesn't? No, it bothers me. It bothers me for everybody in this incredible sold-out audience. And it's, uh, it bothers you. I got the letter on Sunday night. Think of it. I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night. And they're in a rush because they want to interfere. It's interference with the election. It's election interference. Never been done like this in the history of our country. And it's a disgrace. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this, where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon. An absolute weapon. And I agree. This is so blatantly politically charged that now they are thinking of going after the president yet again. And you heard what I said. He firmly believes that the election was not appropriate. He firmly believes that there should have been some other efforts to change it. And I cited Mark Zuckerberg with the drop-off boxes that were all over the place, including many in Georgia and elsewhere, spending half a billion dollars on all these drop boxes in heavily Democratic areas, Uh, the ballot harvesting that was taking place, Uh, the suppression of the Hunter Biden story, which they clearly seem to keep continuing to suppress. Joe Biden again at that debate saying, oh, boy, look at this letter. Uh, 51 intel agents suddenly signed this letter saying it's Russian disinformation. It can't be true about Hunter Biden, the smartest guy I know. Turns out it was the Biden team that was orchestrating that letter. And they had that letter sort of created for that moment in the debate. That sure sounds like a con job on the American public. They should have transparently said, hey, we approached people. We created this letter. By the way, the FBI has my son's laptop and it's correct, you know, but they allowed the suppression. And it was a combination of not just obviously social media, the FBI, a whole bunch of people sort of partnering the Biden campaign. It was shameful. That alone to me is, I think, election interference. And you can make the case that now yet another charge. How is that not another case of election interference trying to bog President Trump down in all these legal entanglements? So at some point he says, I give up. Well, guess what? President Trump sure as heck doesn't sound like he's given up. He's going full throttle and it seems like it's emboldening him. And guess what? People are also donating to his campaign because they're seeing it for what it is. It is a witch hunt. It is un-American. You don't do this with a political opponent. And it seems like Merrick Garland and the DOJ and all their ancillaries like this Jack Smith just kind of keep on charging. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex on line three. Alex, your thoughts about all this. This is amazing. Yeah, this is absolutely insane. This is a political person we've never seen. Obviously, it doesn't even have to be mentioned. But Trump is right. And this is election 
It's even though it seems like he's gaining more support than he's going up in the primary with polls. But once you get down to the general election, that's where you're going to see more Democrats that are going to hate him because the, the Democratic politicians and the establishment, they're putting all these charges and indictments out against him so that, that they should be able to keep the fire of hatred in the Democratic Party against President Trump and just dram everything and play around with their emotions and say, look, he's not just a monster, he's also a criminal. But here's the question I have. Uh, when when you look at this, what are they going to charge him with when it comes to January 6th? All these people that have been arrested, right? They, they weren't charged with, insurrect, with, with doing an insurrection or anything like that. They were charged with trespassing, right? I mean, so in in the court, when it came down to the people that were in the Capitol on January 6th, they never mentioned an insurrection. So, so how do you now put a charge on him for inciting the insurrection? And the other thing is also, I think that President Trump, if he becomes president again, he's going to have a more difficult time in the general election because they hate him so much. He has every right and he should pardon himself. You have some Democrats that are saying, hey, he's running because he's going to want to pardon himself. Well, the thing is, if Trump announced a couple of months ago that he's not going to run, which they were hoping he was going to say, they wouldn't have put all these things out there against him with these indictments. They didn't do it before he announced, right? They only did it once he announced that he was running. So the thing is, <clears throat> if he wouldn't have announced, they wouldn't have indicted him. And if he becomes president, he's gonna, that means that the biggest jury in the history of the world, the American people decided that these charges are bogus stuff and he's, he shouldn't be held accountable for all this crap that nobody else is being charged with i mean well two two things two things though alex i will say uh remember there were i think it was four members of the oath keepers um they were found guilty by a jury in dc remember this case is in dc so jack smith is thinking it's going to be favorable like kind of like a new york jury a dc jury i think it's 90 or 95 percent democrats so surprise surprise um, but they were found guilty of seditious conspiracy. So here's my theory. Here's where I think they're going. I think they would like to find him guilty of some sort of sedition. And that might be something that would try to prohibit him. Uh, you know, traitorous activity kind of thing. Uh, sedition. Those charges might rise to where he could never run uh, for president. Um, anything they can do to try to knock him out if he were to be found guilty of that. So there's a whole bunch of like layers. It makes it a little different. He could pardon himself, as you're talking about in the classified documents. By the way, he cannot pardon himself on the state charges, but he could on the federal. So he wa- he would be able to do that on the other, the classified documents. But I think they're going to try to, obviously, I think anything tied to, you know, inciting the mob, um, you know, some sort of conspiracy, you know, tied to incitement. I think also some sort of sedition, something that has like a little heavier weight um, and saying he was like the founder of the sedition. And if he gets convicted, well, then he can't run for president again. I mean, I I think they're going to try to go for the big kahuna. That's my thought. And I think I think it is shameful. I think it's disgusting. And I think it is so over the top. And I think it is so unbelievably un-American. Um, but Alex, great questions. Thank you very much. Let's go to Frank from Maine, line one. Frank, your thoughts. Uh, always a pleasure, Rita. You know, Rita, everybody, everybody stole my thunder tonight. Everybody said what I wanted to say. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, you're the you and a few other uh commentators are, are reporting on the whistleblowers tomorrow. That's not even gonna be top news. I'll bet you Trump, Trump indictment number one, the the uh, 
the whistleblower is number 18, and that's going to be the 18th thing on the list, except for your, your news agency and a few others. But other than that, the major ones, ABC, NBC, DNC, CBS, CNN, whistleblowers will be, will be off, the, off the charts because of, of the Trump indictment. And uh, the sad part is the whistleblowers are going to blow the lid off all of Biden's uh, and his son's misgivings. Um, this is this is a mis- mismanagement of justice, and I feel that that the uh, that these Democrats they got to go, they got to all go. Rita, have a great night. Thank you very much, Frank. Uh, let's go to Mike in South Carolina, line four. Mike, your thoughts? You just heard from Frank. Go ahead. Well, well said, Frank. And I'll tell you, Rita, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, they all go back to January sixth, January sixth, Donald Trump. Another, you know, special counsel. I've never seen it in my 69 years and so many others in my age group, baby boomers. The demonic Democratic Party. It's almost like they're, you know, they're immune from prosecution on every phase. Joe Biden, delusional. I think he's uh, going through uh, dementia. He's not mentally capable. And Hunter Biden, slap on the wrist. You know what? It's like John Lennon. Instant calm is going to get you. It's going to knock you right off your feet. And it's about time all these Democratic demonic donkeys get the you know what handed to them. Well, I'll because tell you, you know, Mike, you bring up the like and think about also even the cocaine case. They couldn't even figure out the cocaine case. You know, I mean, you know, they get a they get a free ride on that. Uh, whoever the cocaine belonged to. Uh, they can't even figure that out or reveal it. Um, also on the Hunter Biden, all the other stuff seems like a sweetheart deal. The judge is yet to agree to it, but that's coming soon, I think. Um, so you got all that. And there's pass after pass after pass. We are talking about tens of millions of dollars uh, when we're talking about Hunter Biden, all the money that was coming into him and family members and partners. I mean, it's just it is unbelievable. And yet Trump. After, let's see, oh, let's go to January 6th. Oh, let's go to this. It is just, to me, it is so transparent. And I think it just makes people just just get so disgusted with this system. Uh, let's go to Mike on the Lower East Side, Line 7. Mike, your thoughts? I don't read it. Uh, yeah, this is all a blessing in disguise because God wants, Jesus Christ wants the, the world and the whole country, every, every American to understand what these Democrats are about. Plus, he's not going to abandon him. He's been through a lot worse than this. Um, President Trump is like a big potato. There was an old saying in in Ireland. They used to have two uh, two potato farmers. The, one guy went. They both went to the market, and the one one farmer says, "How come you get more money than I do? On we got the same potatoes." The the other farmer says, "I take the rough roads there, you know." So in other words, the little potatoes fall to the bottom. God knows how to make. Trump into a big president, a big man, and he's going to be powerful. And he knows it, but he he's troubled for us. He's not worried about himself. He knows that God is with him, that Jesus Christ is with him, and will not abandon him. And these clowns are going to fall into their own traps. Well, and and Mike clearly tonight, um, he was just like you know typical Trump. Seemed very calm, very at ease. And and you bring up a great point. I cannot think, Mike, of any other human being. Um, can you imagine who's running for president I, and was president of the United States and now is the leading 
leading person on the GOP side, by far leaps and bounds. I mean, DeSantis is plummeting in the polls. Uh, nobody's even close. And and the political opponent, the justice arm of the political opponent, is throwing slings and arrows like never before. I can't think of anybody else who would be able to withstand the next hit, the next hit, the next hit, the next hit. And he's just like, okay, keep it coming. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I, I think he knows and he sees it for what it is. Uh, and it is just one big setup by the Democrats. And it just looks so unseemly. And it, again, I use the phrase un-American because that is really how I feel. It makes us look so stupid to the rest of the world. And they can't go after cocaine in the White House. They can't figure out on Hunter, nothing like that. But boy, uh, if Trump jaywalked, they're going to go after him. I mean, it is just, it is un. Believable. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And Tucker Carlson, my buddy, has a prediction as to why they are doing this against President Trump. Now it looks like on the verge of potentially charging him, arresting him and indicting him for yet a third time Him getting a target letter, basically saying, hey, you have four days to appear. Uh, And here is what Tucker Carlson says this is all about. But because Joe Biden and his many allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan and every single news anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that. And it's obvious. Everyone in power thinks that, except for Donald Trump. Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot of becoming president who dissents from Washington's long-standing pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact, they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. And that should upset you more than anything that's happened in American politics in your lifetime. Yeah, it is really troubling. By the way, uh, the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution basically says that Congress has the power to disqualify someone who has already held a public office from holding a office if they participate in an insurrection or rebellion against the United States. It has also never really been tested. So this is interesting, especially in modern times. So maybe this is where Jack Smith is going saying, okay, we're going to charge him with maybe some serious things, an insurrection, pushing a rebellion, if you will. These are like civil war things. But let's bring back whatever we can to go up against President Trump. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony, line one. Tone, your thoughts. Hi, my friend, Rita. So, you know, I wanted to always go see the show The Mystique and Beauty of China before communism. It's called Shen Yun, but I haven't gotten to see it. It's on my pocket list of things to see. And China was such a beautiful country before communism got to it. 
So I want to put that out there. Do you, now, do you feel we're headed there now, Tony? I do feel that our our president and this administration is very tied to China, and they are enforcing the government not according to our constitution, but according to communism. And by the way, the way that they're going after this president, I would agree. By the way, John Solomon has some big scoops. That's coming up next. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, as President Trump is awaiting what he expects, an arrest and indictment tied to January 6th from Special Counsel Jack Smith, our next guest has some explosive details about video footage showing lapse of security on January 6th and what it all means. Well, joining us now is the great investigative journalist. He's also the founder of Just the News, John Solomon. Uh, John, what do you got? Yeah, listen, Narita, uh, this is a footage that we went through. We've been going through hundreds of hours of security footage uh, that Kevin McCarthy has made available to Just the News. And, our, and we're looking for what really went on that day, the untold stories. We've been told by many whistleblowers in the Capitol Police that there were numerous security and intelligence failures, and that many of them could be seen on tape. And over the last few months, we've been able to make a lot of those public. Just a few weeks ago, we we, uh, made, uh, we published a series of videos showing how Capitol Police actually ended up triggering an uh, 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 unlocking system on a door, then abandoning the door and allowing about 300 of the protesters to walk into the Capitol uncontested, unfettered, without anyone confronting them. Uh, that is something that Ron Johnson said he believed it happened. We got the video footage. We put that out tonight. We tell a new episode. It's an extraordinary moment. It's shortly after the Capitol is breached by the protesters, by the rioters on January 6, 2021. You see law enforcement officers bring a bag of law enforcement gear, things like uh, uh, helmets and, and riot batons and plastic handcuffs. And they, they're carrying it to a door to get inside the uh, Capitol. They drop the bag kind of haphazardly and some of the handcuffs, the plastic zip tie handcuffs come out of the bag. They don't pick up the handcuffs. The handcuffs. Instead, they move the bag inside, leave the handcuffs on the ground. A few minutes later, protesters come, rioters come by, they pick up the handcuffs, they take them and they tie the door shut from the outside, preventing police from being able to get out that door. A few minutes later, the protesters spray the officers with a fire extinguisher gas, something that can be very dangerous and noxious to, and the officers can't escape the foyer they're in because their handcuffs, which had been left on the ground, are now used to uh, block the door. They have to bust through the door. Eventually, the officers get to fresh air and, and, uh, and get out of the, the smoke and the gaseous uh, situation they were in. Uh, then the officers lose track of the bag again, and they, they leave it unattended. And some of the protesters literally grab this gear. It's a yellow duffel bag and a hard case shell bag that had more sensitive equipment in it. The protesters walk right out of the Capitol with this police gear, go down uh, the Capitol steps. Later on, some of the protesters bring the gear back. 
but they go through it, taking out helmets and other stuff, literally taking the police equipment out of the bag. It's an extraordinary lapse in security. Uh, tonight, uh, Chairman uh, Barry Loudermilk, the chairman of the House Administration Subcommittee that's investigating January 6th security lapses, said he found the, vi- uh, the video to be very disturbing. Another example of the security lapses he's been finding that the January 6th committee, the Democrat-run committee last year, swept under the rug, kept from the American people. He says there needs to be lessons learned and people held accountable. And he's going to begin that process tomorrow at a hearing in which the House uh, is going to uh, interrogate and question the Capitol Police Inspector General, the chief watchdog of the police department that protects the United States Capitol. Really significant footage. We put about four minutes up. People can watch the whole episode. We've had numerous police experts look at it and say, this is a serious uh, mistake by the police. No matter whose equipment it is, police are taught don't ever lose control of law enforcement equipment because it can be used against you. And it appears to have uh, failed. That, that principle has failed in that moment that's captured on videotape. You know, there are so many like lapses. Wow, that you're talking about sharing these details, these big exclusive details, John Solomon. You said Barry Loudermilk, uh, the congressman, he was the one who was accused of the like the tour. Remember that whole thing? I know which didn't happen, which never happened. Exactly. So he's going to be having a hearing tomorrow. Of course, there's the huge IRS whistleblower hearing tomorrow, but he's actually going to be talking to the Capitol Hill police. Um, Well, what about what about the former head of the Capitol Hill police? who uh, has come out, who basically the one who was fired and says that he had asked for a backup, didn't get it from Nancy Pelosi's office. Are we also ever going to hear from Nancy Pelosi? Is she ever going to be put under oath to say, here's what your office knew. Here's what you didn't do. Why didn't you do it? I think, I mean, where are these two key folks? Yeah, listen, well, his son has been very public. We've interviewed him several times on my television show. He's been very candid. One of the things he says that I think it's the reason why I'm doing this journalism now. It isn't to embarrass police or to shame people or to change blame for what happened on January 6th. It's to help people realize that there are continuing security flaws at the Capitol that weren't addressed. At the Capitol, as Chief Sun told me in his most recent interview with me, the U.S. Capitol is no more safer today than it was on January 5th because the lessons and mistakes of that day have not been learned or corrected. And we, and when we showed the door a couple of weeks ago where the door alarm is pushed out, and the door can be unlocked from the outside. And all of a sudden, cop, the cops don't know. They move away to go deal with another circumstance. The door is open and people start flowing in, according to the people in the United States Capitol. That flaw hasn't been fixed. That could happen again in a future uh, calamity at the Capitol. Same thing here today. Do, do the law enforcement officers realize what happened? Do they realize that the cuffs that they dropped on the ground got used against them and put them in a dangerous situation? Did they even realize that the bag of uh, law enforcement gear got taken out under their watch, <laughs> something they could have prevented by locking it up somewhere else in the Capitol where the protesters weren't. These are really important questions. They're learning lessons. After 9-11, after the terrible tragedy that occurred in New York and Washington, lots of people, the CIA, the FBI, the Congress, the Blue Ribbon Commission, they all sat down and they critically looked at the mistakes, not to shame people, but to make us a more fortified nation, that really hasn't happened in the U.S. Capitol after the aftermath of January 6th. That is something that Chief Sund is desperately trying to get to occur. And I think tomorrow, Congressman Loudermilk begins that process. He's got a hearing tomorrow. He's going to bring the chief watchdog of the police. I'm sure he's going to ask him, hey, how come you didn't tell us about this video? This is your job to find it. A week from now, a joint hearing of the House and the Senate, very rare to have happen in Congress, is going to occur. 
And they're going to talk about other reforms that could occur to the Capitol Police. Republicans now kind of pushing the envelope and trying to get things fixed that were swept under the rug by the January 6th committee. And what about, though, also him testifying? Because remember, he has said, and I'm sure he said it to you, John, as well, basically, and I believe it's Chief Sund who was saying that, yeah, we knew even ahead of time that this was going to be a big crowd. We asked for backup. We asked for the National Guard. We asked for others. Couldn't get the backup. Also, there were many reports that Nancy Pelosi's office turned it down. Uh, Walk us through that. So we have the documents from this now. This is something that's very valuable, things that we began literally a year ago this month is when we started the effort to report on security and intelligence lapses. Chief Sun was never told of the intelligence that was coming in right below him in the intelligence division of the Capitol Police. He was not told that his own intelligence analysts had uh, significant intelligence from the FBI, from the Homeland Security Department, from the U.S. Marshal Service, and from the Metropolitan Police Department, and five other cooperating law enforcement agencies that they expected significant violence that day. What sort of violence was they being warned of? That the protesters wanted to breach the Capitol, that they wanted to trap lawmakers in the tunnel, something that we actually saw play out that day, that some were talking about bringing guns to the Capitol uh, and and potentially uh, holding uh, lawmakers hostage. There were specific diagrams of the Capitol that the uh, some of the bad actors that were planning to go to the Capitol, they already had in their possession. It was very specific and actionable intelligence. Chief Sun has told us, and he's told some of the congressional investigators, even though that was in his department right below him, it was never brought to his attention. Despite that, he felt a little concerned about the, 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 the temperature in the town and the possibility that this was going to be a big and unwieldy protest. And he asked for the uh, uh, National Guard to be deployed as an additional uh, resource to help his officers. And the security officers around Nancy Pelosi, the House Sergeant-at-Arms, turned him down saying they didn't like the optics of using military at the U.S. Capitol. Had that military uh, deployment been made, the officers would have had significant more resources around them. In fact, maybe the officers wouldn't have been so distracted in this video that they would lose track of uh, law enforcement equipment that then gets used against them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was just thinking. If they had had backup and had more people there. Before I let you go, John Solomon, what's your reaction to the fact that President Trump came out a few hours ago saying that he got this target letter? Uh, it looks like they're preparing another arrest and indictment. This one tied, of course, to January 6th. Um, what what do you think this is all about? I was reading one of the things in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, by the way, uh, which talks basically about if somebody can hold office, if Congress can remove somebody, if right. they are tied to, quote, a resurrection or insurrection, rather, or rebellion. Yeah. Listen, the Democrats have, uh, have been looking for ways to nullify the possibility of Donald Trump becoming the nominee and running against Joe Biden again. They've said it openly. It isn't a secret. Uh, we have two uh, sets of charges against President, former President Trump now, one out of New York, which a lot of legal experts said is extremely weak and, and potentially challengeable in court. And the first in Florida by Jack Smith, the same prosecutor that now wants to charge Donald Trump in Washington, according to it. Nothing is surprising about this. The, the, we have been seeing this go on in the grand jury. The witnesses have been questioned repeatedly. And there's been an expectation, the target notification that the president acknowledged today, one of the final steps before an indictment typically is secured. Uh, it could very well be that by the time President Trump uh, has the first votes cast for him in January, he could be charged with upwards of 100 crimes by Democratic prosecutors in New York, Georgia, 
Washington, D.C., and Florida. Just think about that. Just wow. piling on the chief opponent to the man who's setting these things in motion, Joe Biden, the Justice Department. A lot of Americans look and say, hey, that's what they do in Banana Republic. It's not here in America, but it is happening right here in America under our noses. Rather than let the voters decide this in 2024, there are Democrats in our Washington Justice Department and in these prosecutorial offices in New York and in uh, Atlanta that appear to want to take care of this issue in the courts. And I think that's what has so many people with very serious heartburn. Yeah, absolutely. A deep concern. Um, We appreciate your awesome reporting, John Solomon. You always have great stuff. Everybody check out justthenews.com. There's always such great stuff, including this footage that John was talking about tonight. Uh, John, we love you. and We really appreciate your great work, John Solomon. Uh, Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, my friend. And when we come back, we'll take your calls. Wow. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. This should be uh, Hunter Biden's theme song, Life in the Fast Lane, with that little uh, red Corvette that Joe has. Boy, Hunter definitely lived in the fast lane, even by his own accord. Was he driving like 127 miles an hour in his Corvette on crack? Remember, there was that video that he posted. Uh, And he claims he's clean. Let's hope he is. But tomorrow, James Comer is going to have an explosive hearing. You just heard from the great John Solomon about the hearing that's taking place about Capitol Hill police um, well, James Comer is also having a hearing tomorrow, and this is going to be with these IRS whistleblowers. And boy, this is going to be must see. Um, these are, of course, Gary Shapley and the whistleblower number X. He has not come out publicly until tomorrow. He will expose himself. He is apparently a credible worker employee there at the IRS for some time and corroborates a lot of what Gary Shapley has said. And take a listen to what James Comer had to say about what's coming up in a matter of hours. Tomorrow, the American people will hear directly from these credible, highly respected IRS whistleblowers. These brave whistleblowers provided information about how the Justice Department refused to follow evidence that implicated Joe Biden, tipped off Hunter Biden's attorneys, allowed the clock to run out with respect to certain charges, and put Hunter Biden on the path to a sweetheart plea deal. And also, James Comer says he is going to lay out a timeline of big money coming into the Biden family, and he says he has the bank records to prove it. Take a listen. Unlike Democrats' Russian hoax, we have the facts. Bank records do not lie. And new evidence continues to be uncovered by our committee revealing the first family's corruption. The Bidens have put themselves first and Americans last. The Oversight Committee will continue to follow the money, and we will continue our pursuit to root out waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement in the federal government. 
And Congressman Steve Scalise, Republican, said, you know what? The timing. What a surprise, surprise. This big hearing with credible whistleblowers set to happen in a matter of hours. Well, isn't it interesting that the special counsel, again, appointed by Merrick Garland, again, appointed by Joe Biden. You see where the dots are connecting here? Suddenly sends a letter to Trump and says, hey, you, it looks like you're probably going to be arrested and indicted again. You're a target of another criminal federal probe. Uh, and the timing to me of this is so transparent also to Steve Scalise. And isn't it interesting that the same week that we see President Biden's poll numbers continue to fall, the same week that President Trump's numbers continue to rise, but the same week that we've got a whistleblower coming forward testifying that while he was at the IRS, trying to dig deeper into this Biden crime syndicate, he was told to stand down by people above him. They wanted to dig deeper and they were told not to because of the last name of the person they were digging into, that now you see the Biden administration going after President Trump once again. And it begs that question, is there a double standard? Is justice being administered equally? Uh, I can answer that. No, it's not. And also, if you look at the timing of all this, it just stinks. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line one. BJ, your thoughts, my friend. Hi, Rita. Thanks for having me on. You know, um, I, I can't, it's getting to be like Groundhog Day with these indictments and stuff. Uh, but this is actually a good development for Donald Trump because he's going to see his donations rise and uh, the opposition uh, candidates running against them, they're going to go down uh, in popularity uh, because it's really not about Donald Trump. It's about us. It's about, uh, it's about justice. It's about justice. Yeah. yeah. And and as far as I'm concerned, uh, this guy, Jack Smith, has a, a losing track record. So I'd be very shocked if he could get anything, uh, any 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 of the counts he's going to bring against Donald Trump to to stick. I really see this as a this is this is a, a big win for Donald Trump in so many ways, because I see people just galvanizing around him. I think his support will be solidified now. No, that's a great uh, point, BJ, because you can see in the polls. Um, he is skyrocketing. It's like every time he gets indicted, it's almost like a free campaign. It's like million dollars of free advertising because people see it for what it is. One big setup by the Democrats. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful story coming from Iron Range, Minnesota, where a woman named Shelby Setnaker was honored in D.C. by the First Lady. The Iron Range of Minnesota is a very cold place to live normally, but Shelby Setnicker says it's also full of warmth, saying the Iron Range is home. It's where I grew up. It's our culture, our music, our food, 
and you don't find it anywhere. She said her father is Slovenian and they all worked in the iron mines. And she also said that she definitely wanted to join the service. And she said she was able to do that because in 1990, uh, the Gulf War had just begun and she wanted to see what she could do to help. She said there were not a lot of women in the infantry division. So she said it was kind of scary. I didn't think that there'd be too many women there, if any. Uh, and then we proceeded into Kuwait and into Iraq. She was right there on the front lines. She also said soon afterwards she enrolled in college and then she became a doctor of pharmacy. She also now works at the Minneapolis Veterans Administration and believes so much in giving back. She said she especially loves talking to Vietnam veterans and World War II veterans and also sharing, of course, her journey of service. And how beautiful uh, that she was one of just 21 winners that got nominated as a veteran trailblazer. And how beautiful to see she was recognized for her great service, of course, in the military and what she has done helping veterans ever since. Bravo to her and, of course, everybody in the service and their families. We love and appreciate you all. Well, you know what? It it has been amazing to me to see what's been happening in the last 24 hours. And nothing really epitomizes it more than first, as we talk about President Trump getting the letter, getting this letter saying he is a target of the investigation by Jack Smith now in the January 6th investigation. Um, He's going to be doing that investigation. Of course, he's been pushing forward with a grand jury in D.C. again, a very liberal city, just like liberal New York. And the reason I bring that up, of course, Alvin Bragg is the guy who went after him in liberal New York. So you can bet in D.C. a jury there is not necessarily going to be favorable at all to President Trump, which I think is part of the reason that Jack Smith was pushing it there. He maybe isn't sure how a grand jury in Florida, where the classified documents case is being heard, how they're going to proceed, because that is a much more sort of balanced jury pool for President Trump. So now it looks like potentially another charge could be coming. And I juxtapose this all with seeing President Trump today um, talking and explaining the double standard. But just a few hours before he did that, I was watching President Biden. This was amazing to me. Here is the current commander in chief. And he is talking to the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog. It's a very important meeting. They just had the crazy uh, uh, Jayapal, Congresswoman Jayapal of Washington State, who said all those horrible anti-Semitic things. I mean, all these crazy things going on. Israel's a key ally. He's sitting there, you know, in the White House, talking to the president in the Oval Office. This is a very important moment. And he's sitting there talking to him. He can't even look the president in the eye. And he's like slouching like a sea, like curled over, like he's about to like go to sleep and pass out. He looks like he has zero energy. And he opens by talking to the president. And this is when the press is there. Can you imagine what it's like when the press isn't there? He was probably snoring. But when the press was there, he was like barely awake, could barely like function, could barely get his words out. I feel like he needs a translator to explain what he was saying, because the American media was like, huh, what is our president saying? Take a listen to this. This is, again, in the Oval Office. He's sitting next to the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog. This is a very important meeting. 
And he's like, he sounds like he's like drunk at a bar. Listen to President Biden a few hours ago. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they are. And uh, at the uh, and Aqua and the whole Shram. Yes. And uh, as I uh, affirmed to Prime Minister Netanyahu yesterday, America's commitment to Israel is firm, and it is uh, it is ironclad. I'm telling you, our adversaries look at it and go, "What a bozo!" I mean, it really saddens me. But they see a president who has no energy, no passion. And no conviction in his voice. And all three of those things are really dangerous to American security. And it doesn't surprise me that the special counsel that's appointed by Merrick Garland at the DOJ, again, Biden's DOJ, is trying to take out Trump in any which way but loose. Because they see a guy who's packing the stadiums. They see a guy whose followers are still incredibly loyal to him. And they see a threat to their democracy, their view of democracy, their view of democracy, not necessarily America's view of democracy, but they want to get rid of Trump any which way but loose. And you see this pred, this guy, it's like, how is he going to make it? How is Biden? You just heard him. You got to see the video. He's like slumped over, like he's about to pass out. He is in the Oval Office, and it's when the media is there. I mean, it is stunning to me. I have covered presidents for decades, I have never seen a president who looks like he's at like three sheets to the wind and he wants to go to sleep. And that's when the media comes in. That's when you put your best face forward. That's when you're like looking all spry and chipper and strong and in command. That's the best he's got. We are in big time trouble. And then it's no surprise that maybe that's why they're kind of trying to take out Trump. And listen to President Trump. He was talking with Sean Hannity on TV today, just a few hours ago on Fox News. And he was doing a town hall from Iowa. And he said, boy, is there a double standard of justice? Look at all the passes that Hunter Biden, we're going to hear a lot more about that tomorrow with these IRS whistleblowers testifying. Look at all the free passes they've gotten. What about Hillary Clinton scrubbing her server, remember, and all the emails and James Comey coming out and saying, you know, James Comer, uh, Comey coming out and saying, you know, ah, uh, yeah, this wasn't right, but no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. So let's just move forward. And yet with President Trump, it's like two indictments, two charges, and now it looks like more coming. Boy, it feels like two different Americas. Take a listen. Here's what he said a little bit ago during his town hall in Iowa. Hillary Clinton's home wasn't raided. Joe Biden's garage wasn't raided. The UPenn Center wasn't raided. The University of Delaware wasn't raided. His home, beach home, I don't know how he affords a beach home on a senator's salary, that wasn't raided. Hunter Biden is being protected, obviously. Um, Cocaine in the White House, 10-day investigation. They they literally interviewed nobody. Okay, investigation's over. Would that have happened in your White House? Well, Well, listen to this. Even you mentioned the beach home. Well, the beach home had all these documents in it, right? It was by the Corvette. They're on the floor. Classified documents. No, that's not the place. beach home. Now, the beach home was another place. No, they no. Found. This is also the beach home. And they had the Corvette where they had the Corvette. Yeah. And a tremendous amount of payment was made for that home by somebody to Joe Biden. And it was a big story for about one day. And then you don't hear about it anymore. It's incredible. 
But when you look at the documents all over the place, whatever happened to that one? They go after me on documents, and I have the Presidential Records Act, which is a big deal. And the Presidential Records Act is a is is an act. <laughs> Thank you. They Why know weren't their they homes know better raided than anybody else? Why weren't their homes raided? Well, let me just tell you, I'm protected by Presidential Records Act. And they come up with this obscure, crazy theory, a madman theory. This guy is a deranged prosecutor who's had tremendous failures all over the place. He's a nasty, horrible human being. They come after me. Now, they have, Biden has many, thousands. I mean, he's got 2,000, almost 2,000 boxes of documents. They can't get to him because the college or whatever that has him doesn't want to give him. But, and he probably told the college, but more importantly, China gives millions of dollars to UPenn. That's where he has some. He's got them all over the place. And maybe worst of all, he's got documents in Chinatown, in Chinatown. Many, many documents, boxes of documents. You don't ever hear about this. All you hear about is Trump. And I'm totally covered by the Presidential Records Act and also by the Clinton socks case. You know what that is. That's where Clinton took out tapes in his socks and he put them in his drawer. And they sued him just on a very civil basis. And he ended up winning the lawsuit, and the judge said he can have whatever he wants. And that's called the presidential record. What about Sandy Berger shoving documents yeah, yeah, down they, his pants? Oh, there are many instances of it. But especially when you're president, and Joe Biden wasn't president. You're only covered by the Presidential Records Act if you're president. Joe Biden wasn't president. In fact, Joe Biden was senator for many years, and they've got a lot of classified documents when he was senator. And other Democrat senators can't even believe the fact that he has these documents. This is amazing. And the double standards. I love the sock case, you know, where Clinton's putting the recordings in his sock. And then Sandy Berger, in true to form, he's at the archives and he's like, you see the videotape. I remember covering it. I covered all the Clinton stuff. And I remember the video. It was like, wait, wait, he's not really putting that. Oh, yeah. He was putting it. It was like, let me stuff it in my pants because they're not going to search my uh, private parts. I This is just crazy. It is crazy. So you can tell he's clearly going to go after the record, you know, Presidential Records Act saying I had ability to do it. And same thing even on the, you know, on the case with Alvin Bragg in New York. He's going to say, look, nobody ever goes after these kind of penalty, these payments. They never, you know, mix and mingle. This is a business issue. And now he's going to say on January 6th, I said peacefully and patriotically. Uh, I mean, it is just, it really is. The double standard is incredible. And here's Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, saying what she thinks of special counsel Jack Smith. American people are going to be furious. And and what Jack Smith is doing is is the weaponized government. And he's weaponizing the Department of Justice against President Trump in a complete lie about President Trump and January 6th. And here is Congressman Matt Gates, uh, who wants to take it one step further. Listen to this. The House of Representatives needs to take action to defund this special counsel investigation immediately. We do not need to wait for the appropriations process. We don't have to wait for the Holman rule or some rider. They are attacking our democracy and engaging in election interference right now. And if the United States Congress does not have the capability to stop that election interference, well, then what is all the flowery oratory about preserving the republic? We have to operationalize that. And so in 
the coming hours, the coming days, I will be introducing legislation under my name and the House of Representatives as a freestanding bill to defund the Jack Smith investigation. Isn't that interesting? So they have the purse strings, Congress. They do have the ability to do that. And they could say this is just so over the top. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom on line seven from Ohio. Tom, your thoughts about all this? Rita, first of all, thank you for having John Solomon on. Again, I mean, I know you've had him on before, but that man is tremendous in terms of putting a lot, a lot of this to light. It, it seems to me, Rita, I, I, I agree. It, By the way, I agree. I think it was one of the best ones out there. Um, in, in April, in fact, I checked my records, April the 13th, I called uh, Kevin McCarthy and I, I couldn't get Jim Jordan because he only allowed like 60 seconds or so for. So what uh, happened? Well, they I talked with one a woman in his office and explained to her that they need to get going on this and having some type of counterbalance to January 6th situation. Now that, you know, what John Solomon got was a release of those videos, and that's great. But that's not all of it. As you pointed out, you know, there's the lapse of security and Nancy Pelosi. In fact, there was some, I remember recall somebody saying that she was told in night in, in 2017 that uh, there were security problems that they were concerned about and did nothing. Now, well, and, and I was referring to also, Tom, that days before she was aware, like her office was clearly aware, absolutely. nothing goes through her office. So I, I'd like to see her testify because well, see, she should have been question is, number one on the on the committee, don't you think? My, my concern is that just like the uh, FBI can tie up people by saying, uh, and, and the Justice Department can tie up people by saying that there's an ongoing investigation, that they can't uh, speak publicly, then I, I think this Smith can do this, possibly do the same thing with anybody who could be a witness in his case. Now, I think what needs to be done is everybody that's listening to your program needs to get on the telephone or send uh, an email or old-fashioned letter and postage stamp to their congressman, congresswoman, to to their senator, and, and really say, look, we need to have fairness here. And there's no fairness. And I don't trust, I don't trust this, you know, if you eventually get to the Supreme Court, that might be too late. And I don't trust John Roberts. I don't trust Kavanaugh. I don't just I trust Amy Coney Barrett. And I base that on the uh, Pennsylvania decision where clearly they violated their own state constitution and Roberts refused to have the court hear that uh, situation. Yeah. By the way, I always thought that, and I know what you're referring to, Tom, on the Pennsylvania case where uh, the legislature sort of was bypassed. And that I always thought was an interesting case. Um, and I was, and I was surprised. You're right, because the Supreme Court didn't go with that. And technically, if you look at the Constitution, I actually thought, uh, that actually had a good, that had the best, I thought, grounds on the case. The other thing, now we know, look at all the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop. Um, look at all the issues that, you know, Biden kind of pretending like it was some generic letter. It was basically an orchestrated letter saying, oh, it's Russian disinformation. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be exposed and come full throttle. And also, again, I would like to see Nancy Pelosi testify, Tom. I'd like to also see the police chief testify. I think um, there should be sort of a similar January 6 hearings, but it should be what you didn't hear the first time. You know, uh, here's what here's what uh, they didn't tell you. Nancy Pelosi just happens to have her daughter filming. Oh, I'm so scared. How does my hair look? 
You know, I mean, that was basically it. And, and there's there's something really unseemly about all this. We really need to get to the bottom of it. Tom, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And boy, tomorrow is going to be a blockbuster on Capitol Hill with the IRS whistleblowers testifying and also who knows, maybe some more developments uh, coming from Jack Smith, who has sent a letter to Trump and his attorneys saying he is a target in the January 6th case. Uh, what are your thoughts about all this, guys? 1-800-848-9222. This has been the wildest time. I mean, can you imagine you got the whistleblowers? Yeah, I got Trump. Uh, this is an unbelievable moment in American history. Uh, let's go to Kathy in Omaha. Kathy, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. I'm, I'm sort of bothered because, um, of course, I live in Nebraska, and I heard an Iowa ad today, um, uh, DeSantos ad. Yep. Where they were using AI to mimic um, pres- former President Trump. And I want to know, how can you legally use AI to quote a former president? Yeah, you know what? Uh, by the way, I agree because I think I think it's kind of dangerous. I think it's a great question. Um, and I think a lot of the AI stuff, the AI generated artificial intelligence stuff is very dangerous territory. And I think um, I think it may at some point end up in court, just like you said, because um, taking somebody out of context and mimicking somebody's voice, um, it takes it sort of to a whole other level. And if I recall, I believe in the ad, right? Um, it's, it's sort of creating the voice. It's the voice part of it. Um, and if it tries to sound like it is him, I mean... Ads, they take a lot of stuff out of context, a lot of these political ads. Um, but if it's taken so completely out of context, it actually, I think, opens up to some legal issues. And I, I think uh, we're going to see a lot more of that type of stuff as it goes on. I was really surprised, actually, uh, that he did that. I, I think, you know, he's done some interesting stuff. I think he's trying to do anything right now, Kathy, to get attention uh, because uh, DeSantis has been dropping the polls, spending a lot of money and fired a number of members of his staff in the last few days. He did that whole sort of uh, almost mocking Trump uh, for being supportive of LGBTQ rights. Uh, it was a weird ad. And then this AI ad, I think it's sort of par for the course. Uh, but really interesting. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, Kathy, thank you. I love Nebraska. It's such a beautiful place. Uh, let's go to Norm. Line six. Norm, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are, I mean, as a January 6th veteran, um, I, uh, yeah, of, which I feel was a rally. It was not an insurrection. Uh, I feel it. I am saddened that, uh, they're, you know, bringing this nonsense up again and again. Yeah. Can but, you believe uh, they look uh, like they're going to try to charge Trump on it? I mean, you know, yeah. you were there. What do you think? Uh, I think, uh, I'm not concerned because, uh, with Trump, we have a vibrant, articulate, caring patriot. And their side with Biden, they have nothing but a potato. So uh, I, uh, I'm not. Uh, I, 
I am. I feel like uh, this he will overcome also. Yep. I, I by the way, I agree, too. Uh, but it just shows they're trying to go uh, any different direction they can. Norm, thank you. Always love your calls. Let's go to Gary real quick. Gary, your thoughts. Hey, when Hillary Clinton and Trump uh, debated years ago, Hillary said, thank God you're not in charge of the law in this country. And he said, if I was, you'd be in jail. But he didn't go after his political enemies. All he did was make America great again. He did what past presidents did and didn't do that foolish stuff. But he could have. But hopefully he will, when he gets back in, go after the people. Well, and by the way, Gary, he has said, uh, I am your retribution. And I think uh, you're right. I think if he does go back in again, I think he's going to think twice. And maybe some people might be in big time trouble. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.